Two years ago, we at the Brazilian Report shed light on a humanitarian scandal in the city of Maceió, the capital of the northeastern state of Alagoas. There, we discovered that abusive salt mining practices by petrochemical giant Braskin had deserted entire neighborhoods of Maceió, where the ground was literally being swallowed up from below, forcing residents and businesses to flee. And only last week, Braskin announced that it has reached a settlement with the city of Maceió. In this episode, we look back on the case before analyzing the why and how much of the compensation agreement. My name is Gustavo Ribeiro, editor-in-chief of the Brazilian Report. This is Explaining Brazil. If you like Explaining Brazil, you should subscribe to the Brazilian Report the journalistic engine behind this podcast. We're an independent organization funded by our subscribers, and you can help us stay independent and continue to produce award-winning journalism. And if you are already a subscriber, you can go the extra mile and join our Buy Me A Coffee fan page. In return, you get exclusive perks like special newsletters and behind-the-scenes content as well as a shout-out here on our podcast. Today, I'd like to thank our Buy Me A Coffee members, Tom Nolan, Marta Martins, Fan Ludwig, Leslie Seal, Caroline Hubert, Mark Hillary, John Thomas III, Luis Hans, Erwin Menez, Orlando Black, Steve Knapp, Aaron Berger, James Coney, Karis Vresvik, Alasdair Townsend, Peter Abrahamson, Jimo Ofadeju, Michael Fryer, Miller Renacido, David Dixon, José Jose Stankovic, Emerging Market Muser, Yarden Iftah, Tanika Thompson, Anderson da Silva, Kat Kramer, Peter Suffering, and Land, and someone who wishes to remain anonymous. And our Buy Me A Coffee members come from all over the world, so please, if we're butchering the pronunciation of your name, do send us an email. And if you too believe in the importance of independent journalism, and if you want to hear your name on our podcast, go to buymeacoffee.com slash Brazilian Report and subscribe to one of the membership levels. Click on buymeacoffee.com slash Brazilian Report to learn more. The scandal of Braskin in Maceió begins in March 2018 in the neighborhood of Pinheiro, just a 10-minute drive from the city center. Weeks before, heavy rains had made cracks appear in several of the area's houses and streets, signaling that something was definitely not right. But on March the 3rd, the ground shook. Thousands of people heard a loud bang and felt buildings rattle. More cracks appeared in Pinheiro after a tremor measuring 2.5 on the Richter scale. Fissures widened and became more and more common over the coming days, 
opening craters on the neighborhood streets. Roads begin to sink, holes reached up to 10 meters deep and 280 meters wide, and people started to flee from their homes. The culprit, it turned out, was underground. On the western edge of the neighborhood lies the facilities of Brasken, which for decades has mined for salt in a nearby Mundau Lake, once a fishing hotspot and a tourist attraction. The mining activities consist of extracting rock salt from underground caves, which are then pumped full of water. The salt is transported to a Brasken facility outside the city, where it is transformed into chlorine-based products such as PVC. In May 2019, over a year after the tremor, the Brazilian Geological Service issued a report co-signed by 50 researchers, affirming that inadequate salt mining destabilized the subterranean caves under the neighborhoods in Maceió, leading to sinking streets and cracks in foundations. Almost 60,000 people were forced from their homes, and around 4,500 businesses were lost, leaving thousands out of work. According to recent analysis by Braskin, over 14,000 properties were considered to be at risk, of which over 13,000 have been vacated. This represents roughly 50,000 people in a city of just 1 million. Maceió has around 150 real estate properties, meaning that 5.5% of the population was displaced and 10% of the city's buildings were vacated as a result of the structural emergency. The Brazilian report spoke to a number of the people affected, from families who lost their homes and businesses, the most famous ballet dancer in the state who lost a successful 40-year-old ballet studio, to local fishermen who built their livelihoods fishing mollusks from the Mundau Lake only for their catch to disappear. There was the case of Elvis Clayton dos Santos, who had owned a butcher's shop in Pinheiro for 20 years. Even after the exodus from the neighborhood, Elvis managed to keep his store open, surviving of the custom of old clients who traveled long distances to support his business. However, he closed his doors after Braskin cut his shop's electricity. He was later offered a compensation check from Braskin worth half a million reais, more or less $100,000, but he turned it down to sue the company for more. Mayuda Farias was another business owner fighting for more compensation from Braskin. She was forced to close her pizzeria in Pinheiro after the tremors of March 2018. She had 20 employees and sustained her entire family from her business. She requested 2.8 million reais from Braskin, who offered her just over 200,000. As of March of this year, Braskin said he has spent 7.5 billion reais on reparations in Maceió, including, quote, compensation and social, environmental and economic measures, end quote. The locals say these payments are far from redressing the full economic impact of the problems. In May of this year, a victims' association released an open letter 
calculating the entire damage caused by Braskin at 40 billion reais. And now fast forward to today, and Braskin has reached a settlement with the municipal government of Maceió to compensate those affected. Ewan Marshall, our deputy editor, is here to help us understand this development a bit better. Hi, Ewan. Glad to have you on the show again. Hi, Gustavo. Yep, great to be here. So, Ewan, tell us about this deal. Who is going to be compensated and how much are they going to get? Well, a lot of the details are still quite thin, uh, but essentially what we know so far is that Brass King has pledged 1.7 billion reais, so that's about $350 million, and that money would go directly to the Maceo City Hall. And so if I can quote the company's own statement here, the agreement establishes the compensation and full refund of the municipality of Maceo in relation to any and all pecuniary and non-pecuniary damages incurred and is subject to court approval. And what is City Hall saying? Well, the mayor of Maceo, João Henrique Caldas, he said that helping the victims is going to be the priority. But again, the details are still a bit vague of exactly where this money is going to go to. Uh, reportedly, it's also going to be spent on infrastructure projects because, as the mayor said, quote, the whole city suffered from the tragedy and must recover, end quote. And, you know, there's also a promise of a resident support fund as well. It's interesting you mentioned that the money will be spent across the entire city because next year, 2024, Brazil will have municipal elections and Mr. Caldas is uh, fit for re-election, right? Yeah, I mean, these things are often connected. Uh, it's certainly a lot of money. It certainly made the headlines. And so, yeah, maybe if you can use a bit of it around the city, it might help his electoral stock. Yeah, I mean, win-win situation, a win for the municipal government, a win for Braskin, not necessarily a win for the victims. And even as we covered back in 2021, the settlements made so far don't go anywhere near far enough to actually redress the people affected. So why is this agreement coming now? I mean, again, we can never be sure of the of the motives, but the thing is that Brass King's controllers are trying to sell the company. Um, and yeah, the company, as we mentioned earlier, is the biggest petrochemical group in Latin America. But these lingering questions that it has over the Maceo scandal have always been a bit of a stone in their shoe when they've been looking to try and sell the business. Um, and there was even a recent suggestion that Brazil's federal accounts court would actually block the sale of Brass King because of the uncertainties over Maceo. Um, so it seems that potentially this agreement with the City Hall is an attempt to kind of paper over those cracks and make the company sellable again. Well, I think to answer that, first, it's worth explaining who the controllers of Brass King are, and then it might become clear why they're selling. Um, because the controlling group of Brass King is called Novo Nor, but listeners will know them a lot better as Odebrecht, whose civil construction arm was one of the central figures of the Operation Car Wash anti-corruption investigation. Right, and after Car Wash unveiled that the company was systematically bribing politicians to obtain public tenders, its reputation was left in the mud, it lost much of its contracts, so things became so dire that it has now changed its name to Novo Nord to detach itself from the toxicity of the Odebrecht brand. 
Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but the reputation is not the only problem um, because Novo Nor is under bankruptcy protection. It still has massive liabilities and it's desperately trying to raise money to pay off its creditors. And selling the controlling stake in Braz King, the company that it actually built 20 years ago, it's seen as part of that process. And Novo Nord used its Braz King shares as a guarantee for loans from five banks. And now it needs to come up with around 15 billion reais to pay them off. And how's that selling process getting on? Well, there's lots of companies interested because, as we said, this is the biggest petrochemical group in Latin America. But due diligence has been a bit of a stumbling block at this point. Unipar, a Sao Paulo-based chemical producer, made a non-binding cash offer in June to pay 35 reais per share. JNF Investimentos, a holding company that controls Brazil's top meat producer, did the same. And last year, we also had the US-based private equity manager Apollo and the Abu Dhabi National Oil Company making a joint bid. But as I mentioned, all these offers are reliant on due diligence and perhaps this Maceió settlement process could help on that front. Yes, because Maceió liabilities have already blocked previous attempts to sell Obraskin, right? Exactly. Uh, in 2019, merger talks with the Dutch group Lionel Basel collapsed. And one source at Lionel Basel actually told us that a lack of visibility about the extent of the damage and the financial compensation was another roadblock for that deal. Uh, the case shows that while Brass King is a massive company with appealing assets, selling it is much less straightforward than it may seem. And are these offers on the table right now big enough for Novanor to pay off its debts? Well, more or less. Uh, if we go through them one by one, Unipar is offering 10 billion reais for enough of Novanor's shares to give it a controlling stake. JNF is offering the same 10 billion to take on the entirety of Novanor's equity, which would essentially just mean taking over its debt with the banks. And the Apollo and Abu Dhabi deal was originally for 35 billion reais, but it was made back when Brass King's shares were worth much more than they are now. And Brazil's state-controlled oil company Petrobras is the other major stakeholder in Braskin. Might they be keen to buy out Novanor? Well, we reported earlier this month that Petrobras is starting its own due diligence to reach a decision over Braz King because it currently owns 36% of the company, which gives it what are called tag-along rights, which means that it would have the right to join the sale of Novanor's controlling stake if it chose. But of course, as you mentioned, there's also the possibility of buying Novanor's equity and controlling Braz King itself. And Petrobras has a preferential option for those Novanor shares. And where do you think they're leaning at this point? Well, last month, the Mines and Energy Minister, Alexandre Silveira, he said that Petrobras should remain a shareholder in Braz King uh, because the petrochemical sector, he said, is, quote, fundamental to the country's growth. Under the Jair Bolsonaro government, Petrobras was on a bit of a divestment kick. But now, with Lula's president, the focus seems to have turned back towards investment. And regarding Braz King, it's all a bit he said, she said at the moment regarding whether Petrobras might put in an offer. But there are suggestions that Lula will have the final say himself. Thanks, Ewan. We'll be keeping a close eye on the Maceió reparations process and the future sale of Braskin. And we'll be sure to keep our readers and listeners up to date. And be sure to check our original award-winning story from 2021 on the Braskin Maceió fiasco. We'll link to it on today's show notes. 
And if you like explaining Brazil, please give us a five-star rating wherever you get your podcasts. It takes only a second and it really helps us reach a wider audience. Or better yet, you can subscribe to The Brazilian Report, the journalistic engine behind this podcast. We have a subscription-based business model and your memberships fuel our journalism and keep us going and growing. Thanks to our subscribers, we have been able to cover Brazil and Latin America extensively, and our work has won and been shortlisted for several international journalism awards. More recently, our newsletters won the Best Newsletter Prize in the Americas from the World Association of Newspapers and News Publishers for a small or local newsroom. In order to keep doing that work, we need your support. Go to brazilian.report slash subscribe. I'm Gustavo Ribeiro. Thanks for listening. Explaining Brazil will be back next week. Bye.